Unless it's your abuelo and abuela, we would like them here, but they're over the age limit, okay? You can invite them to the adult Bible study. We have a bunch of those. Uh, but yeah, guys, welcome. We're in, a, we're in a sermon series. Does anybody remember what the sermon series is called? What is it, Bethany? Mask off, right? No future. Mask off, okay? Mask off. Taking the mask off. Last week, what did we talk about? Jade. Boom, nothing's hitting, correcting, hitting sin, correcting, hitting sin. Good job. Good job, guys. You remember, right? So today we're going to be talking about rebuking hypocrisy. Rebuking hypocrisy. Everybody say rebuking. Rebuking. Hypocrisy. So if you've been here for more than a couple weeks, you probably have heard the the word rebuke, especially from TJ, right? Because TJ, TJ, we're rebuking people, right? So that right there is basically telling someone, dude, you're wrong. You need to stop. You're wrong. Stop that. Stop that nonsense, okay? Has anyone ever seen Incredibles? You remember when uh, this girl, Elastic Girl's complaining to the fashion designer, the, and she's like, oh, I'm a mess or whatever, and then she slaps her, and she's like, stop lying to yourself. You're Elastic Girl, right? So rebuking is kind of like that. So we don't slap you because we'd get in trouble, amen? That's good, all right? But we do, we do slap you spiritually with the Word of God. We're like, what you talking about? Boom, Romans 1.16. What do you mean you're ashamed of the gospel? Oh, you're broken still? Boom, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Right? Get out of here with that nonsense. You know who you are. Like almost like in Black Panther where his mom's like, show them who you are, right? That's kind of like what a rebuke is. We're reminding you, right, who you are in Christ, and we're telling you your sin is going to lead you to death. Amen? So we actually have a skit for you guys. If I, if I can have uh, just someone move this table. Actually, I can, I can do it. I can do it. I'll just do it. Thank you, Kelvin. Thank you. <laughs> Amen. All right. So we're going to have a skit for you guys. If we can get the lights up, right? The lights up. So actually, yeah, they, oh, not these lights. Actually, yeah, these lights are perfect, perfect, perfect lights. Perfect. Awesome. So basically, we're going to be talking about hypocrisy, and I feel like this is a good opportunity to show you guys what hypocrisy looks like, maybe an Elevate, right? So uh, real quick. I've seen stuff like this. I, say, I share this story a lot. When I was a youth, I was brought here by a guy who brought literally like 30 people. Brought like 30 people, filled the whole place. Well, not the whole place, filled like, because there was like the only 30 people that were coming at the time. And basically, it was all from school, my school. I went to Taft, and I get my Tafts. Raise your hand. Taft 2. Taft 2, I see y'all. Where's Taft 2? Taft 2, okay. All right. So, yeah, I went to Taft. They invited me, but every time after service, you know what they would do? They would invite me to a party. And I would be like, bro, we just came out service. Dog, y'all were just praying. And I would be super confused. I mean, they were here longer than me. I thought they knew God. But then they would tell me to go, and they would, they would drink and everything and get with girls. I mean, I, I said no, praise God. I was overprotected, so my dad wouldn't let me go anyway. But this is some stuff that you see, right? So if I can have the skit team and one, actually, just, uh, just enter when you feel like entering, right? But just make it quicker. I feel like that's awkward on the one, two, three, right? So this is our skit, amen? I'm going to watch from right here.
Get up for the skit team, right? All right, so now I hope, hope none of us are talking about TJ that way, okay? Amen? Maybe some of us are saying that, but I hope not. I love TJ. If you love TJ, just, just, just to, yeah, we love TJ, all right? But here's the thing, okay? So last week we were talking about hidden sin, and the thing is we'll all be found out. So a lot of us, we, we put on these masks, okay? Matter of fact, that's actually where hypocrisy comes from. So just like they put on masks, back in the day, what Greek culture would do is they would have these little, these little plays, okay? You guys, any, everybody, anybody ever heard of the Odyssey? Any, anybody, anybody heard of uh, Epidus Rex? Anybody ever heard of Shakespeare? Right? Okay, so they would have these type of plays, and what they do is they would wear these big old masks, right? And they would cover them. And what they would do is they would pretend to be someone they were not in order to do the play. So when the Bible now starts using this word, it's introducing it in the context of good and evil. As in people are portraying that they're good, but on the inside, they're evil. They're putting on a mask to portray themselves as Christian. But when they take off the mask, they're still dead in their sins. So this is the thing. Many of us have done this. When I was growing up, I had three masks. I had one for my family, I had one for my school, and I had one for my church. So I would pretend to be someone that, that liked, you know, going to church when I was in church. But I would be, I'd be snoozing. I'd be thinking about 2K while I was in Sunday service. I'm like, man... My career, man, I got to get them BC points, bro. I'm about to get the Hall of Fame. Then also, you know, I'd be thinking that when I was going to, to Excel, it was another youth group I was going to at the time. I'd be, I'd be texting my girlfriend literally up into the door. I'd put my phone away, come to the altar call, repent because I was texting her some nasty stuff. Then come back out, and then I would, like, text her some nasty stuff again. And it was just a cycle. I would do this. I was at the altar every single week, and I was a hypocrite. And I knew I was a hypocrite, and I was like, oh, gosh, it sucks. I got to front to these people who I, who I am, but really, I'm not that person. I'm not. Then to my friends, you know, sometimes I would put on the mask like, man, dude, you know, this dude's tough. This dude has no emotions. He doesn't care about anything, right? But really, inside, I was crying. I was like, you know, weeping. I was like, oh, gosh, I'm so hurt, you know. But we put on masks. It's kind of like what people do. And people are okay with it, you know what I'm saying? Like, at my boss, they're like, hey, I'm at my job, my boss was saying this. Hey, if you come in here and you're not feeling it, fake it till you make it. And it's like, some of us, we live through life like that. We just fake it till we make it. We're like, and I see these memes where it's like, people think depression is this. And it shows like someone like, like Billy Ellis or whatever, someone crying. But really, it's someone that's like that, and like, this person's depressed. Why, Why is this person depressed? It's because they're putting on a mask. They're putting on a mask. They're trying to show other people that everything's good while everything's just falling apart in their lives. But why, why do we do this? Why do we put on masks? Well, it's because of sin. It's actually part of what the devil has done since the beginning. Did the devil appear as some kind of, uh, some kind of ogre like Shrek or something? What did he appear as? A serpent, right? What did God make, God, did God make serpents and say they're evil? What did he say they were? Good. So the devil, he's been a hypocrite since the beginning. He's been pretending to be good since the beginning. So what does he teach people? He, teach them, he teaches them how to be hypocrites. So right now when you're a hypocrite, just understand you're following the teachings of the devil. 
He teaches people how to be conniving. Like, so when, when, you're like, when you're like doing something bad and then someone comes and then real quick you put your mask on or you hide and you think, man, I'm slick. Man, I'm clever. Like, well, yeah, you are, just like Satan. Satan's slick. Satan's clever, bro. He's smarter than most of us here. That dude got a PhD in lying. Like, you think your little brother, your little sister can front. Oh, you don't know. The devil, he's the master of that. If we get, but let, let, let's, let's focus, right? What does Jesus say about hypocrites? We already talked about it last week. I did a little survey with you guys. Most of you guys didn't raise your hands, but most, some, most of you did, or some of you did. And I asked, well, okay, what do you think, who do you think Jesus rebukes the most? Uh, the, hypocr- the religious hypocrite or the prostitute? And most of us, we would guess right, the religious hypocrite. We knew right. But what exactly does he say about the hypocrite? I just want to, I'm going to show you what Jesus goes off. We're going to go to Matthew 23, verse 13 to 27. Jesus goes off. Everybody say, go off. See, Jesus, he don't play no games. This man's rebuking the heck out of them. G- uh, Matthew 13, uh, Matthew 13, verses 20, verses, actually, sorry, Matthew 23, 13 to 27. So Matthew 13, Matthew 23, 13 to 27, all right? If you don't have a Bible, you can follow right here. You don't, you don't need your phone, all right? But I want everybody to be paying attention. Matthew 23, 13, onward. So Jesus says, woe to you. Everybody say, woe to you. That's like kind of like sucks for you or like pity you. Yeah, it's bad for you. Almost like a, a curse in a way. Like he's saying, woe to you guys. Your life is, this is bad, right? So woe to you teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites, you hypocrites, you shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces, okay, you yourselves do not even enter, nor will you let, let those who are trying to enter, so basically he's saying, you guys are hypocrites, you guys aren't even saved, but you're saying all these people aren't saved, woe to you, everybody say woe to you, Teachers of the law and Pharisees, right? These were the people that were teaching the Ten Commandments, but more like the 613 commandments. But they started to add a little bit on so because people couldn't follow them. He says, you hypocrites, you travel over land and you travel over sea to win a single convert. That means a person that believes what they believe. And when you have succeeded, you make them twice as much a child of, the, of hell as you are. That's pretty rough. Jesus going in, woe to you. Blind guides, you say if anyone swears by the temple, it means nothing. But anyone who swears by the gold of the temple is bound by the oath. I'll explain this in a little bit. Next verse, you blind fools, which is greater, the gold or the temple that makes the gold sacred? You also say if anyone swears by the altar, it means nothing. But if anyone swears by the gift of the altar, it is bound by that oath. You blind men. Which is greater, the gift or the altar that makes the gift sacred? Therefore, if anyone swears by the altar, swears by it and everything on it. If anyone swears by the temple, swears by it. Anyone who dwells, uh, swears by anyone who dwells in it. And anyone who swears by heaven, swears by God's throne and by the one who sits on it. Really quickly, it's, it's real simple. These people were not following God's commandments, but instead they were making their own traditions. So they told us, they told them, if you put a gift, make sure you put the gift closer to the altar, basically, because then the, the gift is more sacred. And they're saying that other things are more sacred than the temple. The temple is where God would meet his people in the Old Testament. <clears throat> 
But they're basically, they're saying, listen, if you do this religious thing, you'll be more holy. And, 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 and then the next part is if you swear. A lot of us, we go around people that are like, man, I'm my mama. They swear on their mama, I'm my mama. Then they swear on their dad, I'm my grandma's grave, y'all. And then all of a sudden, they'll be like, man, I'm God, I'm God, I'm my soul. And so they'll, they'll, they'll say that stuff, right? And they think that it makes it more truthful. Like, if you swear by this, you're not, gonna, you're not lying. You're definitely not lying. Like, like imagine if Jose saw me, uh, like the kids at my job. I'll be like, dude, I just saw you doing that. Oh, my mama, I didn't do it. Oh, man, you really swear on your mama. I, I got to believe you, right? So Jesus is saying a lot of them, they were, they, instead of getting caught up in lying, so they wouldn't get caught up in lying. Instead of swearing on, on God, they would swear on the temple. Instead of swearing on the temple, they would swear on the altar. So instead of making an oath, a, 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 basically a binding contract, saying, I'm going to do this, right, on, on the altar or at the temple or God, they were trying to get away with lying pretty much. So a lot of us have done that before. How many of you have ever been like, I swear to God, right? That's a sin. Stop doing that, Okay. Stop doing that. Do not swear on God, okay? Just tell the truth. Jesus said, let your yes be yes and your no be no. If you're lying, you're lying. Repent. If you're telling the truth, let the Lord, let the Lord vindicate you. That's it. Now, woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, okay? He drops another hypocrite, all right? You hypocrites, you give a tenth of your spices, of your mint, your dill, and your, your cumin. These are spices. These are things that are very valuable, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. You blind guys, you strain out a gnat but swallow a camel. It's like this, you hypocrites at Elevate. You come to Elevate on Friday, but yet you're sleeping with your boyfriend and your girlfriend Monday through Thursday. You hypocrite, you should have been pure and still went to Elevate. You hypocrite, you give your money to the church, but yet you still lie and steal and hate people. You hypocrite, you claim to worship God with your hands, but your heart hates others because of what they look like or what they've done or because of what they affiliate themselves with. You hypocrite, you say you love Jesus, but you don't obey his commands. You see, this is what he's saying. You do a bunch of religious things without doing what I've actually commanded you to do. You blind guides, you strain out a net but swallow a camel. That means you're so, you're so peculiar. Like, man, I got to make sure this water bottle's on tight. So Joe, like imagine if Marco, he comes and he's serving. And Marco, I'm just using you as an example, okay? So Marco used an example, and he's so good at serving. Let's say he, he opens my water bottle. I think he didn't open it this time. But let's say he opens my water bottle, okay? And he, he makes sure the laptop is, is here, makes sure all the slides are right. But then when he gets home, he's struggling with pornography, you see, but hey, when he gets home, when he gets to church, he's doing everything well. He's doing all the religious things well. You know, he even reads the, you know, his streaks on the Bible app, at least 1,000. Verse of the day, every day. Missing the point, you're, strong, you're straining out a gnat, and that's like this tall. I mean, this, this big, right? And that's like this big. And you're like straining it out for some type of food. And then all of a sudden now, you ignore the bigger thing like your sin, and you eat it all up. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You clean the outside of a cup and dish, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisees first, everybody say first, clean the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside will be clean. How many of you got Latina mamas in here? How many of you got any type of mama that's strict? Anybody got a strict mama up in here? 
damn, okay, I be chill, relax. Lucky Mildred ain't here. All right, I'm messing around. So, so here's the thing, right? Have you ever been like, you got to clean dishes? It's your week, Jelani. It's your week, Jelani Crawford. You better clean the dishes. JJ, don't be playing. But let's say you clean the dishes half-hearted. You only clean the outside. She looks in. Why is there still Mountain Dew in this cup? Oh, that's it, JJ. You know what? You're going to clean the dishes tomorrow. Then all of a sudden, right, you're supposed to clean the the pot where she makes the rice, and you clean the outside. It's perfect. But then you got the, the burnt rice in the bottle still. You just scrape it out. The peg out, there you go, okay, bam, the peg out, right? So you're cleaning the outside, but the inside is still filthy. That makes no sense, but that's what hypocrisy is. You're focusing on the outside. You're doing all the religious things, but on the inside, you're dirty. You are filthy. You look the part. Heck, you might play the part, but on the inside, you're dirty, right? All headphones, please remove, by the way. All headphones, please remove. I want you guys to hear this. I want you guys to hear this, okay? You could come to Elevate, right? You can do the 101. You can do the 201. You could be a deacon. But if you don't have Jesus cleaned, your, having him cleaned your heart, you're a hypocrite. You're a hypocrite and you're dirty on the inside. Woe to you. Teachers of the law and Pharisees, right? Go to the next verse, please. You hypocrites, you are like whitewashed tombs. Everybody say whitewashed tombs. Whitewashed tombs, which looks beautiful on the outside, right? But on the inside, you're full of bones. So on the outside, right, you got the nicest tomb ever. I mean, dude, you got some gold on that tomb. You got the best-looking, like, ivory type of wood you could ever find. You got signatures of all the, your favorite athletes on your tomb. I mean, your tomb is decked out. But what's the point? You're still dead. In that tomb is still a dead person. So you can deck out your tomb as much as you want, but you're still dead on the inside. You can put the fakest smile you want. You can say all the right things. You can do all the religious things that you feel like really makes you feel better, but you're still a tomb. You're still just a dead body in a coffin. Still. And that is what Jesus says about hypocrisy. Everybody, give it up for Jesus. Amen. Amen, right? You see, Jesus said all that with love, okay? I want you to know that. And all that he did, he did in love. So, but what makes a hypocrite a hypocrite? That's what we have to find out. And how does a hypocrite live and then... Does hypocrisy need to end completely? Those are some things we need to ask, right? Because a lot of us, I was listening to a sermon, and, and, and it's almost as if people still believe they're always going to be a hypocrite. There's always going to be something wrong on the inside. Always. Many Christians believe this, but it's completely false. And the result of hypocrisy is basically a religious person that is in sin but looks right, righteous. In short, you look alive, but you're really dead. That's it. That's the message, but we're going to uh, kind of expound on that. If we go to Proverbs 10, verse 9. Proverbs 10, verse 9. Whoever walks in integrity walks securely. But whoever takes crooked paths will be found out. Everybody say integrity. This is an important word, right? If anybody is ever going to get a job that's in a professional setting, you're going to hear the word ethics a lot. Ethics. And it's basically how people 
live in a professional setting or how they conduct themselves in a career. How, I'll give you an example, Donald Trump and his lies, okay? Now, every per- I'm going to let you know, if you, if you really think Donald Trump's a horrible person, hey, listen, he needs to repent, but I'm letting you know, every, little, every president has lied. <laughs> every president has lied. Why? Because their ethics are not founded on God's word. So they lie and they think they can, be, they can get out of it. When Barack Obama sends drones to kill a bunch of people in uh, the Palestines, and then the, uh, in the Palestine, or no, in, um, in Pakistan, right? And they found out about it, and ends up kids were killed. That's because the world is not, the, the ethics are wrong. The moral, the integrity, the integrity is wrong. And what integrity is, it's basically innocence. Innocence, you're acting innocent. So, when a girl walks by and there's nobody around and you just came out of Elevate, and let's say she's beautiful. Let's say she looks like your, 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 uh, your Hollywood crush. And you see her and she walks by. If you have integrity, you're not going to look at her and lust after and desire to want to be with her. Instead, you're going to look away. When all of a sudden you're taking a test and you know you didn't study for this test, but you're sitting next to the smartest dude in the class and you're like, dang. Man, I know Gerald, he got the maze. I seen Gerald's report card. He's always answering the questions. So they're like, hey, Gerald, Gerald don't mind because Gerald's a nice guy. So Gerald's like, yeah, sure, man, here you go. Teacher doesn't notice. Kids don't care. Let me cheat. But if you have integrity, you would understand that God sees that and it's wrong. Despite if anyone cares or despite if anyone thinks of it. When you're by yourself or you're with your friends and your friends are cussing, they're smoking, they're drinking, they're, they're doing everything you know is bad, right? But your parents aren't around and everybody's doing it. You have integrity. You're innocent of that. That is evil to you. So just like Proverbs tells us to do, you fear God and shun evil. That's what integrity is. So those who walk in integrity walk securely. That means you're not walking this balance rope where you're like, oh, snap, you know, I might just mess up here. Or you know what, I might just lose my job here because I lied and I took some money from the cash register. You don't know how many people actually do that. My friends, their first jobs were in Domino's. And I would go and I would eat. They would just give me free food all the time. And I appreciated it, but it was wrong. Okay, I'm not going to lie. But what they would do is they would take money from the cash register. And they would brag about it. And then they would talk about how they almost got caught, but then they found a way to get out of it. You see, they had no integrity. They didn't walk securely. If they walked securely, right, they wouldn't have to fear losing their job. But they would always talk about, man, if I get caught, that's how I'm done. Time to work at Pizza Hut. Right? No, no. Listen, if you walk in integrity, you walk securely, you are secure in your identity. You are secure in who God has said you are. You don't have to be fear getting rebuked. You don't have to fear uh, having everyone look at you wrong because you sinned. You don't have to fear losing your job, losing your, your dignity. You don't have to fear any of that because you're walking in integrity. You see, you're walking according to the path that God has set for you. But what does a hypocrite do? A hypocrite, if you could put that ver- verse back up, it has crooked, he has crooked ways. Whoever takes crooked paths will be found out. So one way, you're walking this way, you're integrity. You have integrity. The next thing, you go over here. You're, you're straight living in sin. Then you, you try to hide it. You walk back in integrity. Your intentions are to live pure, to honor God. Next thing you know, your intentions are, let me get this dude's number because he's cute. Let me put my hands up. You know, I want him to think I'm a Christian girl, right? Oh, man, you know, I'm coming to church. I'm trying to live right for God. I have many friends. When that dude brought 30 people, a lot of them were serious. 
for following Christ. Then also I, had, I started having more conversations with them in computer class. And they're like, hey, man, you should get with that girl, bro. I'm like, wait, what? Getting with girls? There's only like three girls. There's 30 of us. And we're supposed to be going there for God. I thought you were going there for God. You said you had a problem. You dumped out all. Jose, Jose actually witnessed to one of them. Remember the dude who dumped up all his weed in the toilet? Do you remember that guy? His name was Arnold. Nah. Jose preached to him with another guy who used to go to this church. And he dumped all his weed in the toilet. Two weeks later, to do smoking weed again. That's it. And I'm like, you're an idiot, bro. You wasted all that money, wasted all that weed, because you said you're going to follow Jesus. Now you just spent all your money again. But that's what happens when you walk in crooked ways. You get found out. That's it. Literally, those 30 people, they had pure ways, then they became crooked. So what, do we, what can we learn from this? Well, first of all, is that we shouldn't have crooked ways. The, the, the hypocrite in their ways, they're, 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 um, they're basically, it bends and it changes according to what environment they're in. So if, if you're a hypocrite, you're hanging out with Christians, you're going to live like a Christian. But if you're a hypocrite and you're living with people that don't live like a Christian, you're going to live like them. If you claim to love God and you're with people that love God, of course it's easy to love God. But now step out of that. Step out of that environment. You become just what your environment has made you. You bend and change just like the wind. Right? Now, here's the thing. You will be found out. Remember last, last sermon? What, there's, you can't hide your sin. That's right, Jay. You can't hide your sin. Your sin is not hidden. God already knows, and this can be found out, whether in this life or in resurrection, when you face God in judgment. So this is what you should do. You should have integrity, a state of innocence. Fear God. Shun evil. Now, here's the thing. Do you have integrity, or are your ways crooked? Do you act one way at church, another way at home, Another way at school, another way on your sports team. Come on, locker room talk. Anybody ever heard of that? You, you guys haven't seen some nasty stuff unless you've been to a men's locker room. In high school, I used, to, I used to change real quick. I had my towel on. I would change. I was making sure no one was behind me or nothing. I mean, they're weird. I'm going to be honest. There's some weird dudes. And those are the dudes that are like, man, you gay, right? Those are the dudes. No, those are the dudes. And the whole time, they're struggling the whole time. They're t- trying to touch others inappropriately. I'm like, man, what are you talking about? You, and then they say the worst things about some of you girls. You girls think your guy that you have is nice and innocent. Oh, man, you should hear what he says about you. You should hear what he says about you. You ain't nothing but meat to him. You ain't nothing but trash to take in the garbage real quick. Pick up and dump. That's all you are. You just trash. I'm just being real with it. I'm being real with it, dude. Listen. If you were around guys, hypocritical guys, and heard what they said about you, you would want to be single almost your whole life. I'm just being honest. I'm just being real. I, hey, hey, as a Christian guy, I, w- I was like, I remember when I first started coming elevated, the dude who brought me, we both had a crush on the same girl, and, and he, he looked at her, and he's like, man, what I would do to her. And I'm like, what the heck, bro? Like, dude, it's Monday. We just came from Elevate. And I'm like, what the? And I, I, I was shook. Because I started to realize that this dude was a hypocrite. And I was like, man, oh, man, dude, this is messed up. But listen, I'm telling you, most guys are like that. So have integrity. Do you have integrity? Okay. Now, how does, how does the hypocrite live? We kind of touched into that. But let's go to Matthew uh, 6, verse 1 through 8. Let's say, you know, we're not like that, right? Let's say we're beginning to change our ways. We're becoming to become a better person, more zen, right? We're, we're doing we're more better person, right? I'm making fun of religions that say that because that's not true. Most religions start from the outside. They can never get to the inside. This is the opposite. So Jesus, he's talking to religious people at the time and that would do this, okay? Now, 
before we read this, I want you to help me understand. When we pray, we're not praying to be seen from you. We're not praying to be heard from you. We're praying because we believe there's a God who's alive and answers prayers. That's why we publicly pray. And it's also to encourage the saints to pray. So it's not to be seen by other people, but it's to encourage praise to God. That's why we pray in public. These people were praying for a different reason. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward. Everybody say no reward. Everybody say no reward. No prize, no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, right, when you give to, to old one-eyed Willie, right, when you give to him, do not announce it with trumpets. Don't go Facebook Live or post a Facebook status or share it to everyone that you when you do something good. All the kids at my job be doing this. They all think they're good because they give a dollar to a homeless guy. Next thing you know, that, dude's, that, that, that dollar's gone in, a, in a, literally a, a day, maybe a couple hours. But they all think they're good. I'm, I, it blows my mind, and they tell everybody. I give to homeless people. I'm the, every time they do something good, they have to announce it. They have to be seen by people. And some of us are like that. Hey, I'm doing one of I'm going to church. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm doing that. And you got to tell everybody. you got a big old mouth. This is what it's saying about this. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored. Everybody say honored. See, we want people to look at us like we're something. We want everyone to see, man, this guy is good. Look how he preaches. This guy is good. Look how he prays. Man, this guy is good. Look how he gives to people. Man, he's a good person, right? He's a good person. I got to impress somebody. Jesus is going the complete opposite of that. He says, truly I tell you, they have received the reward in full, but when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand, everybody look at your left hand. If you don't know let your left and your right, do this. Do this. This point, your thumb's pointing to the left. No, I'm just kidding. Left hand, where's your left hand at? Some people, they, they do need to do that when they are giving directions while driving. Don't feel, ba- don't feel bad for them. Don't, don't be mad at them. Just understand them, okay? Now, this is your right hand, Okay. You can't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. So that you, that you're giving maybe in secret, then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not be like the who? The hypocrites. How do the hypocrites pray, Jesus? For they love to pray standing in synagogues. That was like uh, little places they would meet that were outside the temple, and they would read scripture and everything. And on the street corners to be seen by others, truly I tell you, they have received the reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then then, uh, Then who sees what is done in secret will reward you, which will be God. So understand this, okay? Understand this. That for hypocrites, their life is meant to be seen, okay, and heard by others. Meant to be seen and heard by others. So that means everything you do for God doesn't need to be seen by everybody. But the hypocrite would disagree. You need to be seen. You need to make sure everybody sees that you're doing good, that you got straight. Like, like people, they always post stuff on Facebook to brag about themselves. Why? Because they're insecure with what they've done. The hypocrites at that time, what they would do is they would present themselves in a such way so that they could have more power and authority and honor in the community that they had. You see, the Pharisees, they were no broke people. Because of the religious spirituality that they created, manufactured, people would give them money. People would have to give them money, and we'll find that out in a little bit. So they had a lot of power and authority. But Jesus is saying, what is he saying? He's saying that that's your reward. You see, for the hypocrite, The hypocrite has no reward from God. First of all, he has no salvation from God. 
But then he has nothing from God when Christ comes back. The reward is his gratification from people. His reward, your reward as a hypocrite, if you're living as one, is your gratification from people. That means the approval of man. It's the fame that you get. It's the popularity as you get. It's you're getting nothing from God. I want to tell you, right, some of us, we go to church just to be seen by our parents that we're doing good, we're doing better. We want to, like, I, I, so, many, uh, so many Latino kids, right, they do better just because they want to please their parents. They want the approval from their parents. I mean, they will do anything to please their parents. They'll do anything to please uh, their mom or their dad. My, uh, my, my, my mom, right, she taught me to do the opposite of that. She said, you follow God despite me if I do anything wrong. But that's not the same with all our parents. Actually, my wife, right, babe, you, you had a problem with this too. She was following God, what God had put on her life. But then you had to also disobey your mom at times to follow Jesus. Not disobey like, man, forget you. I'm not going to do what you want. But when it comes to family time or serving God, which one am I going to pick? When it comes to compromise or serving God, which one am I going to pick? So my wife had to deal with that too. I had to deal with that too when I went to Bible college. I had to either serve, decide to please my dad and, and, and go to some college just to make money or go to Bible college where I would fulfill what God has called me to do. My dad got angry. He, he tried to, to scream at me, but I respectfully told him, no, I'm going to follow God. I can't live for your approval. Now, the hypocrite, what they do is they live for the approval. They want the approval of their best friend. They want the approval of the next person. Heck, we come to church sometimes, and we want the approval from leaders. I don't know why you want my approval. I don't know what rewards you'll get out of that. You know what you'll get? You'll be like, I'll be like, hey, man, I love you, bro. Can you help me set up the chairs? That's literally the approval you'll get from me. There's no need for my approval. There's no need for Kelvin's approval. There's no need for Karina's approval. If you're living for the approval of a leader in this, in this ministry, then you're sent off. So you have to seek the approval of God. And that has to be done in secret. So how does a hypocrite live? Lives to be seen by others. They have no reward. And they're not heard or seen by God. They're only heard and seen by people. So that's for the hypocrite that is doing religious things. I want to let you know you're coming to elevate. You know, I, I thank God you're coming. But there is no, like, points being added unto you, like some bonus points. Like, God is just like, man, you, can't, you went to elevate, cha-ching, right? Oh, man, you prayed here, man, cha-ching, right? Oh, dude, man, you're going to church every week, man. Oh, man, you've denied yourself, and you picked up your cross, and you decided to, uh, to look at the, the, the reading the verse of the day, cha-ching, right? No, no, it's not that. You see, you have to make, make sure that when you pray, okay, it's to glorify God. When you do these things, it's all for the glory of God. You see, a hypocrite is not concerned with its self-indulgence, like Jesus was saying. It's not, it's not uh, concerned with its own honor. So you're not concerned with your own honor if you're not a hypocrite. You're concerned with God's honor. So instead of your own honor, you give honor and glory to God. Hypocrites try to give glory to both. It's not possible. So... Who hears you? Who sees you? Is it your heavenly father or is it people? When you do these good things, and I'm, I'm not telling you guys to not do good things. 
Guys, do good things. Do as good as you can. If you need to start an orphanage, if you start uh, a, a GoFundMe to give to the poor in Africa or the poor in the West Side, I would prefer the West Side, okay? Because honestly, we have people giving to Africa. They're called to do that. But we need to take care of our own city too, right? So here's the thing. You can do as best as you can. But if it is to be seen by other people, that's your reward. People giving you a pat on the back. And I always get confused when people work for non-for-profits because they don't understand the small dent that they actually have on mankind. That literally, there will always be poor. Jesus said it. There will always be poor. I want to let you guys know, if your dream is to end poverty, you would have to kill every dictator. Because who did God trust all the, 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 the wealth and the resources of the world to? Man. Who has fallen? Man. So, when you look at poverty, a poor person, you don't blame God. You blame the hypocritical leaders we have. You blame them. They're the reason why we have poverty. Now, here's the thing. Okay, if you do good things, good job. But you give glory to God. Amen? Everybody say glory to God. That's it. You don't boast. You don't honor yourself. Now, here's the thing. Hypocrisy needs to completely end because it is the doctrine. Everybody say doctrine. It is the belief of liars. Of liars. It is what liars teach. It is what liars preach. It is what liars live. It doesn't matter if you claim to be a Christian and you preach on a Sunday in front of hundreds of thousands of people. There have been preachers that have killed people and hid them in fridges. There have been preachers that have left everything not to follow Jesus but just to have an affair. There have been preachers that have literally done the worst of the worst because they're hypocrites and they preach the doctrine of liars. You cannot be a hypocrite and be a Christian. If you go to Matthew 15, 1 through 9, but how do they get away with it? How can we, right, end hypocrisy completely? Well, we have to understand how we're being hypocritical. Right here, this is what Jesus says. Then some of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law came to Jesus from Jerusalem and asked, why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? They don't wash their hands before they eat. First of all, why is that a big deal? Let's continue to read. Jesus asked, Jesus replied, see, Jesus, when he, he never really answered questions, Brandon. You know what he did? He gave you another question. Okay, he gave you another question. So why do you break the commands of God for the sake of your tradition? Listen, if you're going to a Catholic church and you think confession to the priest is going to help you, going to mass is going to help you, I, 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 I literally have preached to Catholics thousands of times. And Jose has, anyone who's gone to Mardi Gras, there's a celebration called Mardi Gras that happens in New Orleans. And what people do is, before Lent Wednesday, they get, they get as turnt as possible. They get as turnt as possible. And what they do is they get drunk. They have sex. They, with all multiple types of people, they get high. They go to strip clubs. And there's a strip club on that street that says barely legal, where barely legal teenagers get to strip for you, right? They are literally, they do the worst of the worst. I mean, the street is so filled with debauchery and sin that it, it, it's, I honestly suggest that many people don't go there unless you know you're saved. Because you'll fall right into it. Or you'll be disgusted and get repent because you know what sin leads you to. It's, that's what happens when the law of man is lifted just a, just a smidge. People go crazy. And what they do is the day after, they put uh, a cross on their forehead with ash. And they're like, I'm good. Oh, gosh, that is so stupid. Um, that is ridiculous. That is the most dumb thing I've ever heard. You literally just had an affair, and you're going to put ash on your forehead? Goodness, might as well slap yourself with baby powder. 
Like, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Oh, man, I sinned. Let me go confess my sins to a priest. Okay, well, I might as well go to a Cubs game, lean over the bleachers, and talk to the baseball players in the booth and confess my sins. Hey, man, hey, listen, Baez, listen, bro. I just, I just stole some money the other day, and I feel really bad. Uh, do you forgive me? Baez is going to look at you like, bro, yeah, bro, get out of here. What are you doing here? What are you doing in this dugout? Right? It's ridiculous. It's useless. You see, religion, religious traditions are useless. So let's go a little bit closer to home. Many of us, some of us are Catholic, some of us are not. A lot of us, we go to church simply because we grew up in church. We don't even know why we go to church. So we wake up, we're like, oh, on Sunday, we're tired, we're, we're moaning, we're complaining, and we go to church, we sit in a service we don't even listen to, and we think we're actually better now. We think we're doing good. You might as well go to Dave and Buster's and actually feel good about yourself. Dave and Buster's will make you feel good about yourself too. You know, you come to church to hear God's word so you can apply it. It, it doesn't add anything to your salvation. But imagine that, right? Imagine that. You're, you're forced to go to this place called church. You feel obliged to go to this place called church because you think that that's your tradition, church. I'm telling you right now, whether it's church on a Friday, church on a Sunday, church on a Thursday, Wednesday, Saturday, if you don't got Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you might as well just go to the Buddhist temple. You might as well just go to Dave and Buster's. You might as well just go to that Cubs game you missed. You might as well just forget about all of it. Listen, Jesus needs to be the Lord and Savior. You need to be made clean, made perfect, made new. All of this stuff is a waste. For God said, honor your father and mother, and anyone who curses their father and mother is to be put to death. That's what the law says. But you say, if anyone declares what, is, what might have been used to help their father and mother is devoted to God, they are not to honor their father and mother. You see, it's, the Bible says it's actually, it makes you worse than an unbeliever to dis, not only disobey your parents, but to abandon them, to neglect them. They were doing that. What was meant to take care of their parents, they dishonored them by giving it to the synagogues. So that's like this. Imagine your parents... You're constantly coming to Elevate. We think you're doing good. You're going to Elevate. You're preaching the gospel. You've got a Christian club. You know, you're really starting to look like you're a Christian. Then all of a sudden, your parents are like, listen, all he does is come home, cuss me out, and go to his room. He has not listened to anything I said. She has not listened to anything I said. What is this Elevate teaching them? We've had calls like that. I've had conversations with parents like that. We're literally just like, dude, I'm wondering what you're teaching my kid because they just go to Elevate. They don't even care about me. They don't listen to anything I've said. And I'm like, well, I'm just teaching them to honor you and to put God first. Well, they're definitely not doing that. But in my mind, I'm like, oh, dude, they're good. But I want to let you know, if you don't honor your mother, if you don't honor your father, you're coming to elevate, you're in sin. You're in sin. What you're doing is exactly what they're doing. They're saying, hey, this is for my parents, but I want to look good, so I'm going to give it to God. Hey, I was supposed to clean my room, and I was supposed to tell, uh, to, I was supposed to clean my room. I was supposed to wash the dishes before I went to elevate. So I'm not going to do that because I got, you know, God's more important. Yeah. You got to understand, God is not just the God of elevate. He's the God of your home. And if you worship him here, and you got to worship him there. And that means honoring your father and your mother. Because if you don't do that, this is what Jesus is saying to you. But you say that if anyone declares what might be used to help their father and mother, that's devoted to God, they are not to honor their father and mother. Basically, you get away with obeying God. If, and listen, this is basically what hypocrisy is for the religious Christian. 
I'm not obeying God, so what I'm going to do is do this religious thing instead. I wasn't able to obey God here, and I sinned, so let me make it up by doing this religious thing here. That's basically what hypocrisy is, you know? And there's a lot of people that leave Elevate, and they post about their boyfriends. They post about their girlfriends. They post about what they're doing in school. They post about all these things. And why? Because they're like, look, I'm good. Look, I'm good. Look, I'm good. Look, I'm good. But deep down inside, they're dead. You see, they're, they're, they're doing everything but following God. That's what hypocrites do. That's what hypocrites do. If you guys could all stand up, and if I can have Lawrence to the keys. This, this is what hypocrites do. They're claiming to be alive, but they're dead. They're claiming to be alive, but they're dead. If we can continue to the next, uh, the next verses. Thus you nullify the word of God. Everybody say nullify. This is a weird word. It's not Nutella, okay? Nothing to do with Nutella. This means you make empty of its power. That's like imagine if you took the suit away from Iron Man. You nullified him. You made him just a regular man. That's like if you took... The gamma radiation from Hulk. You made Hulk just a regular Bruce Banner. When you become a hypocrite and you now say, I'm going to do this tradition instead of obey God. I'm going to do this instead of obey God and I'll be good with God. And you become a hypocrite. What you're doing is you're nullifying the word of God. That's why many of you come to elevate. You hear the word of God, but your lives are still the same. But your lives are still the same. That's why many of your families go hear the word of God, but they're still broken. They're still in sin. It's because they've been serving the God of their traditions instead of the God of the word. And what does Jesus say about that? He says, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. You're literally just obeying human rules. Your hearts are far from God. Hearts are far from God. You may say with your lips, God is good, but your hearts say God is wrong. That is what happens when we are hypocrites. We are really just far from God. If I have my altar call workers up, please. Listen, if you guys are tired of living in hypocrisy, and you want to live with integrity, this altar calls for you. And for those that want to continue in a lifestyle of integrity, this altar calls for you. And if you have any general need of prayer, you need healing, uh, a family is going through something, I want to let you know this is the place where you can pray and people can pray for you. But listen, we don't want to be people that our hearts are far from God. We don't want to live like a hypocrite. Claiming to love God, but our actions show otherwise. We don't want to sin and then just cover it with a bunch of religious things. We don't want to be whitewashed tombs. We don't want to be blind guides. We don't want to be these people that Jesus called the child of hell. We don't want to be that. So what we have to do is simply confess our sins. Confess it. Let it go. Leave it at the feet of Jesus. Be open about who you are because the thing is God knows who you are. You've been found out by the one who loves you. That's a good thing. Now you just simply confess and repent. Confess and repent. Turn away from that. 
with all eyes closed, with all heads bowed, I just, I want you guys to think about that. Look at your life. Examine your life. We talked about hidden sin. Hidden sin produces hypocrisy. You need to rebuke the hypocrisy in your life. Begin now to rebuke the hypocrisy in your life. If you're living one way at church but another way at home and another way at school with your friends, rebuke that. What are you hiding? What are you living for? For those that are in the 101, those that are coming to church faithfully, for those that are doing the thing, right, quote unquote, are you doing it to be seen by others? Are you doing it just to be heard by others? Repent, turn away from that, come up, let us pray for you. Heavenly Father, I pray, God, that all of us would be found out today. Lord, I pray that all of us would be found out today. I pray that if there's any hypocrisy in our lives, Lord, that we would get rid of it all, Lord. We would rid ourselves of all hypocrisy. We would rid ourselves of all lies, of all backstabbing, Lord. God, if we, as people, want friends that are trustworthy, Lord, put that back on us, Lord, that we would be a trustworthy people. Put that back on us, Lord, that we would tr we'd be trusted with lives that you've given us. Lord, I pray that all of us, we would live for you, God, that we would not dishonor our parents. We would not dishonor those who love us. I pray that we would not hide our sin with traditions and religion, but instead we would follow you. Deny ourselves. Drop all of our need for approval. Drop all of our need for, for, man's, uh, for man's applaud. Father, convict us of our sin. Lord, you know what we've done. And Holy Spirit, you are not going to settle with us in sin. Rebuke us, Lord, and teach us to obey your commandments. Teach us to follow you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Listen, guys, if you can come up here, that would be great. Everyone is welcomed. There is not one person that does not need to come up here that's living in hypocrisy. If you are living it as a hypocrite, if you need prayer, if you're troubled in your life, this altar is for you.